0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mikkel Thorpe and this is the Expat Money Show. Today what I want to do is do a solo episode for you guys. And basically the idea is I get these comments from a lot of clients and subscribers and and private clients and people that I work with. They're always asking me, "Hey, Mikkel, what are you doing? What are you doing to protect yourself? What are you doing right now? What are you investing in? What are you buying? Where are you putting your money?" Okay. I'm happy to share with everybody, but obviously I can't go into too much details because this is a public platform and I do deserve a bit of privacy in my life. But what I want to do is try to share some insights that I have with you guys and the way that my mind is thinking and the way that I am viewing what's happening in the world right now. So straight off the bat, a bit of a disclaimer here, nothing I am going to give today and then in all episodes of the podcast is financial advice, tax advice, legal advice, anything like this. Okay, you guys got to go out there and do your own due diligence. You have to make your own choices. You are responsible for yourself because I'm doing something and it makes sense for me and my life and my family doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make sense for you guys. If you need individual attention, if you want help and you want to work one-on-one with me, Then you can go to expatmoney.com and in the top right hand corner there's a big orange button that says work with us. You click on that and you read the long letter there. Read it on your laptop or your desktop, not on your phone. It's very, very long. Go through that and at the bottom is an application form. Be detailed when you fill it out and then from there I'll be able to see if it's going to be a good fit or not. So expatmoney.com and you can make an application to work with me. That's how you'll be able to get individual attention from me. So today what we're talking about talking about is just in general terms and some of the things that I'm working on in the direction my mind is going all right let's jump in So straight off the bat, I think that it's very important to have residencies. You know, this is a proponent for any type of plan B. Now, I've done many residencies in my life, and I've worked with clients on many more residencies. The way that I'm looking at residencies these days is a bit different than I did before. The way I used to look at it was just as many residencies as I could get. Now, I'm trying to be a lot more strategic when I'm adding additional residencies to my portfolio, of places that I can spend time in and live in. And this is because we are seeing big power struggles around the world and different walls that are going up. And the way that I think about it is that you should have access to both sides of the wall. You don't only want to be on one side. So if you have all of your residencies and investments and real estate and everything on one side, That's not gonna help you very much. What you really want is a couple of contrarian plays, plays where people would go, oh, I would never do that because of ABCDFG, you know, you want things that might sound a little bit crazy at first glance, but actually make sense if you understand it in this context, the context that we're going through today. So with my family, because my wife is from China, we're fully set up in China. We own properties in China, we have bank accounts, we have funds, we've got clothing and stuff in China. Now, China is not a bastion of freedom by any means. However, it is a very contrarian play. So we're fully set up in China. I also look at the rise of Turkey and the Ottoman Empire, and I think that this is another contrarian play, a place that is really coming up in the world, which is part of NATO, but it's not. It's for the West, but it's against the West. It's brokering a lot of deals in the Middle East. It's getting a lot of respect over there. We're seeing some change in government, so that's going to shake things up a little bit. But I think Turkey is also a very good country contrarian play another one is Nicaragua sometimes I get people who say to me hey Nicaragua you have the Ortega family and they're dictators and they're bad people and look what they're doing to the Catholics and to the bishop and to all of these people over there okay there is actually a lot to this story Definitely, if you read about it online from Christian News, then it's going to only be attacking it from one side. But if you try to look at it from the other side, it's actually very interesting what's happening with Ortega in the country. So I think that going into a country which is not following along with a lot of the Western agenda is actually a good thing. Another country is Brazil. I was very disappointed to see that they elected a socialist to Brazil. However, Under more research, it really seems like he's not going to be going forward with a lot of the things that he ran on. Really, what he wanted to do was clear his own name. Lula was convicted of corruption back several years ago and actually went to prison. And now he's come back and he has been acquitted and he is the president. Now, the man is very old He drinks a lot of alcohol, from my understanding. He's a smoker. He's a cancer survivor. And a lot of rumors are out there saying that he has cancer again. So he's probably not going to make it through his entire term. And the vice president in the country is a lot more relaxed and a lot more center. So we'll see what happens with that. Why I think Brazil is a fantastic place is, well, first and foremost, because I love the country, the people, the language, the food, the history, everything about the actual culture of the country, even if I don't agree with the current government. But also when we're looking at BRICS countries right now, so Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Really, Brazil is the most free out of all these countries and has the most going for it right now as a foreigner trying to enter in. And if we look at the BRICS plus, which is possibly Saudi Arabia or Turkey joining and a couple of other ones, you know, there is a lot to this economic block, trade partners and the business that they're going to be doing with one another. I think that if we see a collapse in the currencies around the world or a de-dollarization, the currency that will be the new reserve currency, as long as it is not CBDC, will be a currency that is based on commodities, and Brazil is a massive commodity-rich country, as are the rest of the BRICS nations. So I'm doing a lot in Brazil these days. I like a lot of these contrarian plays. I don't just think having all the countries that are totally in bed with one another and having a different residency in each one of these countries, I don't think that that's going to be enough. I think that you need to look at some of the countries that have some problems and then try to stack your freedoms. Go to Brazil for XXX reason or Turkey for this reason or that reason or, or Nicaragua or all these different places that might not make sense on the first, make sense afterwards when you put it through this type of a filter. So those are some of the residencies that I'm working on or have been working on, although they do stack up with the other residencies that me and my family have. Okay, next citizenship. So I've decided I am going to do the citizenship by investment in St. Keats. I think it's a fantastic program and until June 30th there's actually a $25,000 discount on the donation amount for the primary applicant and on top of that what they have is a fast track program so normally with the program they were charging twenty five us dollars to go through an expedited process but right now until june 30th they've waived that so once the application is in you will have a resolution within 60 days so within 60 days you would have your citizenship this is amazing. I'm doing some naturalization programs in other countries around the world. And, you know, they might be two years out or three years out or something. For me, this is too long. Looking at what's happening in the world and all of the tyranny, I need more citizenships right now. And I really like St. Keats and Nevis because there's no tax in the country, whether foreign sourced or locally sourced. And with the citizenship, I can actually live in seven different countries. So I can live in St. Keats itself, St. Keats and Nevis itself, but I can also live in Granada, St. Lucia, Maserat, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Dominica, and Antigua and Barbuda. Seven different countries. So when you add up all of those islands, it's actually a pretty big lock of different places that I can live. So I think that this is a fantastic option. The Citizenship by Investment program right now in St. Keats is amazing, so I'm going for it. You guys probably saw the workshop I did on this during February, and I'm taking a small group of clients through this. So I really like it, and I think that it's a great option for any of my high net worth clients who are looking at what's happening in the world and going, Jesus, I need to have another citizenship. I can't be reliant only on my Canadian passport or only on my US passport or only on my European passport. I need something else and I need it now, My recommendation would be reach out to us and we can talk about the St. Keats and Nevis Citizenship by Investment. There's not really a lot of time to do it before the June 30th. If it was something you wanted to do, we'd really have to move our butts on it. But I guess technically it is possible if you guys reached out like literally today, tomorrow, and we could work through it. If you guys are listening to this episode months in the future, no problem. You can reach out to us at expatmoney.com and we can see what other program might be attractive at the moment, but this St. Keith's with this $25,000 discount and the group and everything that we're doing, that's a super time sensitive one. And that is one that I am doing myself. So the other things that I am really focusing on right now is in investing in myself. So I'm doing this in a few different ways. So I think it's very important to invest in our own education. So this is what I am doing regularly. I am reading more books, more courses, masterminds, events, summits, really high level stuff. And trying to really keep my edge on a lot of this. And because so many of the laws are changing on a regular basis, I have to really put a lot of time and energy and effort into this. So I am definitely investing in myself. Now, other things that I am investing in are new staff members for my business. We're up to 18 full-time staff right now. We did go a little bit higher then I got rid of a couple of people. And now we're sitting at about 18 people. I'm also investing in their education. So I actually pay for them to take specialized courses that will help them to be able to help our clients. So it's not just about the work and their understanding of the business right now. I am also trying to help them to upgrade their own skills and abilities. And I think that it's really important for a business overall to invest in the people. I think that the people are just so unbelievably important. When you look at all of this chat GPT kind of things, and I see some of the junk that comes back on that, what is happening is that someone reads it and it might appear to be true, but it's actually not true. A lot of times it's not true whatsoever. And what you need is good judgment. And judgment is drastically lacking in the world right now. So I am investing in my staff to help them to be able to make better decisions. And with that comes a lot of education. Another piece of the umbrella of investing in myself is investing in relationships. I spend a lot of money and time and energy and effort developing relationships with influential people and people that will be able to help my business and in turn help my clients. So I have spent well over a million dollars in my life just building out relationships. So when I take on a new private client, they get access to that full Rolodex of relationships that I've built up over years and years and years so that it's not just working with me. It's it's tapping into that larger network of people to be able to solve problems really, really fast. Because what we're seeing with all of the changes that are happening in the world and all these drastic things that are going on, we need to be fast about these types of things. We can't be diddle doddling, We can't be taking our time. We can't be thinking about things for the next year, two years, five years years because everything changes so so quick so we need to make sure that we have the best information right now which is current and things that are not out of date and we need people who have good judgment in their lives so I hope that makes sense I'm investing a lot in the relationships that I have right now traveling a lot spending a lot of time on zoom asking for special introductions doing a lot of mastermind events high-end things That a lot of times people just will not have access to. So yes, it is a big commitment from my time is investment of my money, my business revenue, and it is an investment of my time and my energy into these things. But I definitely believe that any time that we can invest in quality relationships, I think that they will pay some of the biggest dividends in the world. As for other financial types of investments, what I am making right now is I am moving a lot of money into real estate. So there's a couple of caveats with this. I'm looking at real estate in places that I genuinely like to spend time. And we're getting fully set up in multiple countries at once right now. So this means having a Legal right to live and work in the country, the residency or the citizenship, which we talked about before, but also having an apartment or a house there, having possessions there, a bank account there, really a complete landing pad in one of these countries. So if I don't like what's happening in my main country, I can go to these other places. Also, it definitely helps when trying to plan these things out if it is somewhere that I like to spend time because then planning a vacation there or taking the family over there, this is not a hassle. This is not, oh no, I have to go there. This is like, wow, yes, I get to go and spend time in XXS country. These are places that I really like. So my main country that I spend a lot of time in is Panama and we've just purchased a new beach home in Panama. I think it's a very good investment and I can get into maybe some reasons. Why in another program of why I like Panama real estate a lot at the moment. There are some major caveats with Panama. It's not all of Panama. It's not, you know, every apartment. There is a surplus of apartments here, but quality stuff is really hard to come by. And we need to think about the liquidity of it. So we need to think about coming into the the deal and then exiting the deal. All right. But we just purchased a new house on the beach, I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be gorgeous and my kids just love the beach. They just go crazy for it. So it's a nice place that we can spend time with the kids. I'm buying all of the real estate debt-free. You guys also have to understand when you're purchasing real estate internationally, the ability for financing is very, very difficult. But it's actually a good thing. I would much rather see you buy an apartment or a house or a condo or whatever and pay cash for it, but get a much smaller place, place that you can actually manage instead of trying to take on a huge mortgage and have all this debt that's attached to it. So let's say that you can buy a place in Panama for 200 grand or something like that. I would much rather see you do that in cash than buy a million dollar place and only put 20% down and finance 80% of it. I think that a lot of this CBDC kind of things that are coming forwards will come to us with the carrot and the stick. And a big way that they're going to get to us is people who have massive amounts of debt. So my recommendation is don't carry any debt these days because they're going to collapse the house housing market they're collapsing the banking market right now they're collapsing everything they're going to try to destroy the world that is happening right now and every time that they can get their hooks into you on these types of things they will and debt is a very powerful way that they're going to be able to do that You have a lot less choices if you have massive amounts of debt. So normally what they say is, okay, consumer debt is bad, but investment debt is good. For me these days, while we're going through these uncertain times, I'm getting rid of all debt of any type. I don't want any type of debt whatsoever. Maybe this makes sense for you. Maybe it doesn't. As I said before, I'm just trying to give you guys a bit of insights on the way that I am thinking. And this is not necessarily advice for you. You know, you have to do what makes sense for you and work with a licensed professional or you can engage our services. But for me, I would be looking at canceling all debt everywhere and going into things that you actually own. I think it's also important with all of the real estate these days to get it out of your own name. So this means not owning real estate in your own name, but owning it in the name of a structure or a trust or a foundation or some type of a vehicle where your name is not on it. Try to use these corporate blockers. Try to use this separation between yourself and the asset. I also think as they come for assets around the world, it's going to be a lot easier to come after financial accounts in your home country than it will be for real estate paid in full where you have the title deed and the property is owned in the name of a trust or an international business corporation or something like this offshore. Like I just don't think that that's going to be the low hanging fruit. They're going to come for the financial accounts. They're going to come for the bank accounts in your own country. Those are the things that's the low hanging fruit for them. They're not going to do all this extra work to come for people like us who have put all of these types of blockers in the way. So as you're doing real estate, So real estate that you don't have any debt on, pay in cash, don't hold it in your own name, and diversify it through different countries. I talked about some of the countries before, and these are the countries that I'm buying in currently. In the last year, I've bought three houses in cash. I am not paying anything on mortgage, and I'm going to be buying more houses, more condos going forwards in different places. Obviously, I'm not going to list everywhere and and tell you guys everything that I'm doing, because as I said before, I do deserve a bit of privacy on these things. But I think that it's really, really important for international real estate at the moment. Okay, moving on. I still own a little bit of stocks, but slowly but surely I'm getting out of stocks. You know, I used to trade options for a living for many years and I had a huge stock portfolio and got out of stocks, then got back into it into stocks and options and other equities. And now I'm getting back out of it again. I just see that there's way too much manipulation on these things. Even the stocks that I do hold are all foreign stocks. I don't hold anything US or Canada type of domestic types of things or very, very little. The majority of the things that I do own are all international. I think it's also important if you do have a brokerage account to not have the brokerage account in your own name, to also move that into the name of a trust or a foundation or some type of a trading structure that you can hold offshore. There's a lot more privacy on these things. But if you guys are able to get out of stocks, mutual funds, any type of financial accounts like this, ETFs, anything like this, you know what? My advice is just to get out of it. I think it's really important to get out of these types of things that are really manipulated. What you want to do is be in tangible assets, things you can touch and smell and see and taste. I like a lot of the agricultural land. I like a lot of the real estate. I like a lot of the timber investments. These are really the things that I'm focusing on and moving my money out out of traditional type of stocks and equities and into more tangible stuff. So that's what I think is really the future for anyone who wants to protect themselves from all of the seizures that are gonna be happening, the capital flight, the inflation, all of this, you will own nothing and be happy type of horseshit, okay? So I think that you should really be thinking about these things. Now, you might be saying, well, what about Bitcoin or what about precious metals? Well, I've been buying Bitcoin since it was three figures. So we've been talking about Bitcoin on this program since 2017. I still believe in Bitcoin. I still think that philosophically it's fantastic. I'm also invested in many different type of crypto projects. I work with a guy named Marco. He does a newsletter called serenitynewsletter.com. If you guys are interested in really fantastic crypto projects, then I would go and look into his newsletter at serenitynewsletter.com but if you're just looking at holding assets or trying to learn how to trade crypto or going in and out or being a crypto trader, I think this is a bad idea in general. I think having some exposure to crypto is good, but a small percentage of your portfolio because it is absolutely speculation. What we're doing right now should not be looking at speculating on many different things. We want a small piece of the portfolio which is speculation, which could have fantastic returns, but it could also go to shit so what i would say is take a little bit of money and put it into bitcoin if you have not already if you're looking for some side projects then talk to marco at serenitynewsletter.com sign up for his service and look at a couple of the key projects that he works in but small allocations into these not big big amounts of money Okay, so my own portfolio, I'm not too worried about crypto because I already have an allocation to crypto. So I'm not doing too much with crypto anymore. I'm just at the wait and see type of phase. Same with precious metals. I've been working with precious metals for probably 15 years. I've been recommending during different bull markets to get in and out of gold and silver. You know, we've just crossed $2,000 and we're staying at $2,000 in gold. And silver is at $25 plus dollars, at least at the time of this recording. And we've seen a huge run-up. You know, I was telling people at $12.50, like, drop everything, stop what you're doing, buy silver now, buy silver now. And that wasn't that long ago. And now we've seen a doubling of silver. Do I think silver and gold will go higher? Yes, absolutely. But I was entering into these positions a long time ago and I've already doubled my money on them. So I'm not looking at reallocating more funds to gold and silver. I already have my positions in these and I'm very happy with those types of positions. As I said before, I'm getting out of stocks and things like this, and I'm ramming it all into tangible assets like foreign real estate, agricultural land, condos, these types of things, things that I can actually touch and see and smell, okay? Coming up in the next two months, we've got a couple of webinars on different real estate projects that I'm working with around the world. These are really high quality projects with really fantastic opportunities. So these are things that I'm doing myself. I've asked some of my partners, some long-standing people that I've worked with to do some presentations to talk about these types of things. So these should be really, really good. If you go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinars, you guys can register for those and you can see more about them. The other way to check them out is if you go to expatmoney.com and you click on the resources tab and then there's a drop down menu. You just click on the one that says webinars and it has every upcoming webinar. At the moment we've got a presentation coming up on May 6th about Brazilian real estate and another one on June 3rd coming out about Panama. Both of these are on real estate They both promise to be really, really good presentations, and then we've got some other webinars where we haven't selected a date or a time for them, but there should be other presentations coming up throughout the year. So make sure that you guys check back on this webinars page on, say, a weekly basis or a monthly basis, and it will have all the upcoming presentations. We basically do one webinar every single month. That's my goal for this year is to make sure that we do a new webinar presentation every single month. The other way to keep updated for it is make sure that you're on the email newsletter. I send out two different email newsletters. One is from my personal account. That's because I've actually been running that email newsletter before I started Expat Money. So before I actually started this podcast or this company or anything like that, I was doing my own newsletter just about traveling around the world and investing. So that's why that one comes from at Mikel thorpe.com but then we also started a expat sunday times newsletter which is only coming out on sundays which is a recap of all of the content that we publish during the week so you'll be seeing that one come through now as well and they're both pretty exciting they're very different styles of newsletter but you guys can keep updated with all of that there So I hope today's short interview was interesting for you guys. Try to give you guys a little bit of help and insight on what I'm doing and the way that I think about these things as I'm protecting myself and my wealth. I would invite you guys to follow along. Make sure you're on the newsletter. You check out the webinars. The last thing I want to mention before ending this episode is I am doing a couple of trips this year with my clients. So we're doing one to the Channel Islands and another one to Uruguay. They are only available to clients, not the general public at this point. But if you guys are already a client, if you're a private client or you've done your citizenship through me or I did your residency here in Panama or something like that, then you guys can make an application to come on the trip. So at expatmoney.com, if you go to events, there's a drop down menu and we've got Channel Islands, which is coming up, Uruguay and we actually have next year's Panama trip already scheduled and the dates there for that. So you can save the dates for all of these ones, make an application to join us on one of these trips. And if you were a client, I will accept the application and I will send you more information. We will work through it together. These are gonna be fantastic trips. They're a week long and I follow a very simple format. We do conference material in the mornings and then we do field trips in the afternoon. And then everybody gets together for a big dinner and it's a lot of networking and brainstorming and masterminding and a lot of great opportunities come out of these trips and they're very small trips, usually 20 to 25 people. They're very, very exclusive and they're only available for clients. So if you guys are already a client, then go and check that out at expatmoney.com. If you're not a client, feel free to apply to be a client. I will try to do my best to help you guys. And that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a fantastic week and I will see you next Wednesday on the program. Have a great day. Panama. Join me Saturday, May 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for our special presentation called Investors Workshop Capitalizing on the Globally Recognized Resort Brand Coming.